3: This is Butterfly Evolution, Rodney Jordan, and Tammy Gator on the line with you. Thank you guys for tuning in with us tonight. We have an exciting show. This is going to be Rodney's baby. I'm just kind of here to fill in tonight and help out uh, wherever I can get in and be at. Rodney, are you, in? are you on with us?
4: I, I am really, What do you mean this is Rodney's show?
5: <laughs>
3: it is. This is your baby tonight.
5: Oh, man, that might that might be a little dangerous. That's okay. That's okay. <laughs>
3: Rodney, can you know me? We're you
5: not know, always ready, especially when it's controversial. I think that's what we need,
3: Rodney. We're there. We're past there. We are past oh, I'm, there. Can I'm you? always
5: looking to shake up things, so, you know, if it's controversy, I'm there.
3: Can you still hear me okay?
5: Yeah, I can still hear you.
3: Okay, great, great. Well, thank you, everyone, for tuning in. We want to just remind you guys the chat line is open. If you want to chat with us, please remember that you do have to be a registered follower of the show in order to do that. The phone line is open as well, 818-691-7406. You do have to select the number one. Only if you have a question or a comment for this topic, please keep your your comments and questions uh, to the point. Be mindful that there are others waiting as well, but we do welcome your comments and or questions for tonight's topic, which is are you black enough? Um Rodney's gonna kinda tell you where this came from, how we came about this show and where we are hoping to go with it. I know that uh this is special to me, Rodney, because this is this goes back to the way we connected through your book, of course, that we're still trying okay. to figure out. Yeah, really, it 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 does. So I remember um, for those of you who have not heard this story, we are still trying to figure out how this happened because I was out and about, um, actually I was at AutoZone picking up something and got in my truck and heard Rodney, the title of Rodney's book and his name. I got enough information to, I decided to run home, come back home and look him up because the title, um, of course, just, it just, registered to my spirit in such a way because, I'll be honest with you, um, I fall in that thin line. We've had a similar topic here on the show before where I've expressed how I kind of fell in that thin line with, with family members, with friends. Um, and I know this is are you black enough not in the sense of your color, but this goes deep. This goes far back. Um, as I shared, you know, I, I remember just being – Treated very badly by by cousins who were not as light as me. As a young girl, never knew why they did not care for me. I knew that they did not. I was uh, you know, I had enough sense to realize that you guys treat me very different. Years years later, um, one of them, she and I became really close, and she shared with me we just we just didn't like you because of the color of your skin. Just we just thought you that everybody thought you were that, and so did you. Um, and that came about because she said, you really are cool. And I thought, why wouldn't I be? Why? What? Where did that come from? So this is about all that and some more as well, because it's not just about the color of our skin towards one another, but it's how we treat one another, how we act in the presence of one another. Um, it's not about what the white man does to us or people of, of another race. More importantly, what we do to ourselves, to each other. Um, so I'm going to share a few things, Rodney, later in the show, uh, I thought about something that someone said to me that was visiting my house and someone said made a comment, and I'm going to share that. It was it was a person that looked like me, same color as me, said something about, um, well, I'll share it later. We'll, we'll, I want to just remind everybody um, butterfly evolution is simply about transformation through the process of self-awareness, knowing yourself, holding yourself accountable to your actions, so only when you start to fix the things around you, within your world, in your circle, will the world begin to change. So don't try and fix others until you have, or at least, trying to fix yourself. So it's not going to let you say clean up around your own house first. So like wash your dirty laundry first. So, Rodney, anything you want to share?
5: Well, the, the only thing, I, 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 uh, a couple of things before we get started. One is if you are on the phone lines tonight, if you are in the chat room, if you're listening online, please, please, please don't be quiet tonight. Jump in this conversation because we are going to bring up some things that we know that you have something to say. So please bring your questions and your comments. Um, as always, just try to be mindful, try to be respectful with whatever it is that uh, that, that you do bring to the table. but. Whatever you do, please, 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 don't hold back, don't be, don't be shy, don't be quiet tonight. Um, this is a very controversial topic. It's something that has been in existence for a while. Something that is not going anywhere, and we want to know what you think about the things that we're going to discuss. So, whatever you do, please don't, uh, please don't sit back. Please don't, don't be quiet, but jump into this conversation. Um, as Tammy stated, I am the author of "Tired of Being Black," which offers a fresh perspective on the negative stereotypes and struggles of the Black race. And I can tell you, when I first learned of this uh, of this uh, uh, Charles Barkley commentary or interview last week, uh, it immediately made me think of my book, which uh, raises a lot of of these same questions. So, we're gonna. We're gonna dig deep into this tonight. We don't know how long we will have you on, but as long as it's as it's hot, we're gonna keep we're gonna keep it in the oven.
3: Hey Ryan, I have a question for you. Um, your book have uh, you have you received much feedback for the title, or have people taken offense to your title that you know of?
5: Oh yeah, oh yeah. Um, because of the title of my book and because of the uh, – mainly because of the title, um, I have received much criticism uh, for the title, mainly from black people, um, you know, calling me a sellout, saying that I'm a traitor, saying that, you know, I contribute to the problem. Um, I remember being on, on um, you know, one radio uh, show and – I didn't realize that the host only brought me that the host only brought me on to kind of rip my book, you know, into pieces. Uh, she was, you know, on one side. I don't even think that she really read the book, um, but just jumped on different things and put a negative spin to it. And you know, I didn't appreciate that too much. But I say, you know what? Any exposure is. <laughs> You know, whether it's good exposure, bad exposure, it's still an exposure. So, you know, the the fact that she did have me on did, you know, get some attention, um, you know, to my book. So, um, but she called me on just to rip me about some of the things that, that I talked about in the show, about uh, some of the things that I talked about in the book, excuse me. And um, even last summer when I did a book talk, um, um, at the Martin Luther King Library in DC, um, you know, people uh, criticized the title, and you know they acknowledged that the title you know was great for marketing, but you know they 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 they, they saw it as me being a sellout, and so um, you know the funny thing is uh, other races, um, you know laugh and then they you know they they wonder you know how blacks feel about the title and the content of the book and they w you know they fear for my safety um because they're like you know black people going to be really mad you putting these you know putting these things in in a book and kind of you know i guess you know putting things out there about your race and i say you know my thing is, there are things that need to be said, and, and you know that need that need to be put on a on a national uh, platform, or that 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 need to be put out there in the open, you know. And anyone who, uh, you know, who has looked at my the uh, the title of my book and has immediately gotten turned off, you know, my thing to them has been, you know what, maybe it's not the type, and maybe it's not the title of the book, maybe it's the person looking at the title of the book. You know, uh this is why we have the issues that we have because we're so quick to judge. Um we do it all the time with people. We look at people and we say, Oh, they don't you know, they don't look a certain way. So, you know, uh I don't wanna be I, I don't want to be bothered with them. You know, and 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 that kinda ties into the title tonight you know what we're going to be talking about. You know, are you black enough? You know, and there, and there are certain things that we're going to dig into, and you know, we 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 have to learn the, the true meaning of of words. We have to we have to learn the origin of uh, of race and gender and, and policies and laws and all those things. We have to learn and stop being so ignorant um, because the comments that that have been made about. Not only Russell Wilson, who's the quarterback of the Seattle Seahawks, but about about other people, um, you know. So I'm ready whenever you are, Tammy.
3: <laughs> okay, I want to start with um, your book. Let's let's start there. And and one of the things I remember is that you talk about tired of being black is painful. It's not saying that you are tired of being black, but you are tired of being stereotyped because of the things that people. And sometimes, in most cases, our own people can look like
2: us
3: because you don't have, and I remember one of the examples of the slaying, or you're not sagging. Um, You don't have three baby mamas, if if that's the correct English for that. Um, And people tend to look down on you. Again, you've heard it from from the opposite side. I I remember you saying some people will say, I think that was you, You're different. Oh, they're surprised that you don't have three kids, a couple of wives, um, that you are educated and so forth. It's almost like really, then they can't believe that you you have these things. But on the opposite side, you're kind of uh, scorned for having these things, or looked upon as, like you say, a sellout.
5: Our our society is so twisted. The mind of uh, of people. In um, our society is so twisted that what should be considered normal is actually viewed as abnormal, and what should be considered abnormal is actually viewed as as normal. And so, you know, when you think about you know being black, we get so upset, uh, and I'm and I'm speaking in general. We get so upset as black people when we feel like other races, especially whites, are putting us in a box and and judging us and thinking that, you know, we can't do certain things or we are only good for certain things. But we put each other in a box all the time. And, um, you know, if you don't have this certain image that the media projects that you see on TV, if you don't don't look like that, if you don't – um, you know, if you don't look like this person that you see on TV, if you don't look like these rappers, if you don't walk around with your pants uh, hanging down, if you don't talk a certain way, if you if you don't use certain language, then you're viewed as you know what uh, I think his name was Rob Parker, the the ESPN analyst uh, who said you know who asked Is RG three um, is he a brother or is he a cornball brother. You know, you, you you get this label, but yet if if a white person, you know, starts to starts to you know break down and analyze, you know, different aspects of our race, we get upset. We want to start riots. We want to call people racist, but yet we do it to each other all the time. You think about women, you know, when they're looking, you know, uh, at guys, you know, for relationships or you know, um, it, you know being attractive, you know, they, they don't want the nice guy. They they want the third, you know, they want the third guy. They want the hard hardcore guy, you know, but is that really the right way for you to go? If, if that guy is not a thug, does that take away from who he is? Why is that guy a turnoff if he's not a thug? Why is that clean-cut guy? You know, not at the top of your list. Why? Why is it that we don't go after? Uh, why is it that you know females don't go after the clean-cut guy? Why is it that guys don't go after you know the girls who 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 know how to be uh, sexy, even though they don't show you you know any parts of their body? I'm I'm going to pause for just a second because we have a caller and I want to get the caller in, but you know before the conversation starts to turn a little bit. So. We want to bring in from the area code 504, last four digits, 7037. Caller, you are on the air. What's
1: going on? What's going on, Ryan? What's going on, brother? What's up, brother? Hey, what's going on, brother? How you doing, man? Um, hey, Tammy, what's going on?
3: Hey, Jay. How are you?
1: I'm good. I'm good. Um, actually, it's a great topic. The only downfall to this topic is that I can't get uh, any play-by-play going on on Monday night with you on Facebook, so this is interrupting that flow that we uh, normally have here when you're watching football. I can turn the television off when uh when you're actually watching football, but I guess you're doing a show tonight. But <laughs> 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 well, it's cool. It's 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 real cool. This is um this is an, actually this is an awesome topic here, man. Um uh am i black enough that's uh that's it's very thought provoking um if you will, I like to actually direct folks to uh second kings five twenty seven and that goes into the the whole uh black and white thing uh we're all one and the same, whether it be black or white, same blood pumped through every last one of us. anybody that's on this rock that we call earth um, everything runs through Africa so uh second kings five twenty seven i'll give a give a clearer uh, description of uh, of that, but when we talk about am i black enough you know I think that's a generational curse, and you know it it's been chaotic ever since second kings five twenty seven well we have to actually ask that question to to each other are we black enough? You know, whether it be white or black, we're all along those same lines. And I think those lines became blurred um, when slavery came into play. And, you know, around the 1700s and all that stuff when, you know, we were uh, injected into a whole bunch of chaos where that separation came in and um, all this color started changing and all of this stuff. But we're all one the same, in my opinion. You know the question is, are you human enough to deal with uh everything that we're doing and dealing with in today's society? But as far as the black enough thing, I think that the African American community needs to wake up and understand that um that you know that question is a little deeper and um, I'd love to actually dig into your book uh, with that but the okay. African american okay. The African-American, the African-American need to actually um, dig into that book, your book, and when we talking about, you know, colorism and the timeline of it, they really need to dig into that, and and it goes all the way back into history, way before slavery, you know. So they they need to dig into that. But um, I'm appalled when I see young black folks uh, doing some of the things that they're doing, and I totally agree with uh, Charles Broccoli when he talked about uh, was uh, Russell – what was it, Russell? What's, what's the quarterback up there in Seattle? Russell Wilson. Yeah. Was he black enough? I mean, come on. The guy's a human, point blank. Just because he's not putting in goals like Percy Harvin and all these other fools, that means that he's not black enough? The black man had got us into this chaos from the beginning. Because we were the first ones to actually offend God, so the question is: Are you black enough Meaning, the black man. Why do you <laughs> why, why
5: do you why do you think that matters uh, to to certain people? Why do why, why do you think the whole you know measuring someone's skin color or or, or measuring measuring someone's blackness? Why I do you think, think that, that why do you think that matters to some people?
1: I think that it was injected i think it was infused uh in when slavery came along when all that chaos took place. I think it's a whole ball of sin um has nothing to like when you look when you look outside of the human eye um I think that it was it was all part of a a a big sin you know just a huge sin when you, you start um taking the, the house Negro and the fuel Negro and separate them. That was infused. That was that was a bigger plan. That was a bigger plan outside of the master or the one who was actually doing the whooping. They were ignorant. They didn't know any better. That's a sin. It came from Satan. That that's a sin. So I think that we were infused and injected in that uh during slavery times and we've never recovered from it because it's an actual generational curse. And I'll go back to Second King. Five twenty seven. That's a generational curse. It has nothing to do with white or black. Nothing to do with that. And that's where the confusion comes in that with, with with everyone. I mean, to be honest with you, man, and and I'll get off of this soapbox. I think white and black people are ignorant. They're totally ignorant. Take it back to the source. Take it back to God you'll understand why this black and white is in place. If we understand that we can get along as a people. Because mm-hmm. we're all want to say my blood is the same as your blood. We might not come from the same bloodline. My blood is the same as yours, Rodney.
5: Yeah. So when when
1: folks really take to higher learning as you you know, if you will, and um they'll get a clear understanding of that. But until then we'll all walk around on this rock. As ignorant as we can be. Kent,
3: what is the higher learning?
1: God. Okay. Tuning into yourself once you actually turn into once you actually turn that mirror inward and actually get to know yourself, you'll be in tune with something greater than yourself. Okay. And that's where you get clear understanding. I could read this stuff off all day long through books, but once you turn that mirror inward deal with yourself, that's when you'll totally get that divine spirit. And I'm nowhere near busting the church doors open. I don't go to church at all. I don't know the last time I've been to church. But I have a relationship with God. We have to understand it. We have to understand it. That's the core of our foundation. The world would be a better place if we did that. And there's no such thing as a black or white. Again, to the listeners, Second, King, Second Kings 527, that's pretty much it. It is very simple. And then folks like you writing books like that and, and all that stuff, and actually, um, for the listeners, I'll go one out on the limb. For the next two listeners, I'll actually get both, both of those two, the next two listeners who call in. I'll purchase a copy of Rodney's book. Along with purchasing a copy of that book for myself, so that's three books. <laughs> so, we higher, so we can get a higher understanding. We truly need a higher understanding. Is
5: I, I I do appreciate that. Um, I'm gonna. Well, we actually we actually have two people. One person has been in queue, so we're gonna pull these these two people in. Uh, the first one, I think I'm seeing this area code right. Um, I believe this area code. 314 and the last four digits
6: are 4644. Four, four. Go ahead call you on the air. You know, uh go to second team, 19 and 35 and you see where race, uh, should I say ethnic group did make a difference. And I disagree with what Charles Barkley said, especially when he said one of the reasons why come back black athletes become broke is because they go back to the hood. Well, that's not true. You know, you got black athletes that were broke because of agents like William uh, William Black himself and what was the guy's name, the, the Tank, William the Tank Black. You had Kirk Wright, who took his clients for over $100 million. You had Steve Mueller, Mueller who iced uh, John Elway with a Ponzi scheme and you had hedge fund managers that uh, took athletes for their money so Charles Barkley was totally ignorant in making that well, statement.
1: Well, let me ask you this question. Let me ask you a question, brother. Okay, so as far as um those um agents, if you will, taking advantage of the athlete um you know, as far as with their money and robbing them blind, don't the don't the, don't the athlete have to take some type of responsibility for not being educated? Once he actually got to that level.
6: And, well, do you and, and think that? Uh, let me ask you a question. How about those sure, that Bernie Madoff took 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 on a Ponzi scheme? Should you think that they should also take some responsibility? Should the government have to spend money on a special a prosecutor, yes. a special? Uh, well, let me finish. Should the government, go should taxpayers pay for a special and uh, I can't think, a bonds oh bondsman in order to go out there and try to get these people money back?
1: At some point, you have to take responsibility for your own decisions. And I'm black as they come. So I'm not saying nothing about the hood because that's actually where I come from. But
6: Well, that's what George Barkley said. and You said you agree with everything you said, though, right?
1: Well, what you think of, well first of all, well, what I said was don't we have to take some type of responsibility for the decision we made? So if I give someone my money to invest to do anything like that, if I don't do my due diligence, I should be
0: broke.
6: Yeah, but that's not if what I, Charles Barkley I, I, said. I'm Charles Barkley said that they would they take their money back to the hood and give it well, to their hoodies. I, I I totally
1: understand what you're saying, and that part of it, that, that that's some truth
6: to that. But I yeah, well, well, that was the point of my remarks to on with Charles KK Barkley. With.
1: Okay, that's cool. Yeah. Uh,
6: my re- my remark to to Charles Barkley was j- that uh, he you know he just he was totally ignorant in saying that because they're broke it's because they f- fool around with their hoodies too much. And yeah. you know here's another yeah. point. about
3: let me, let me for just a second. This this is Tammy. What I what I see in that Hello. is not 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 saying that he's saying going back to the hood, but as we as you grow in anything you have to keep yourself surrounded by like minded people in order to progress and continue that transformation. It's, just, it's no different from an alcoholic who's trying to, who, who's in recovery. You cannot go back. In some places, you just have to choose not to go back if they have not chosen to make their lives and the situations and your choices different. And when you, what I think you're saying, we go back. So many people go back for those who just don't want to come out. They're not going to make that decision. Well, so I kind of
6: disagree with you on that, Tammy. Let me tell you okay. why. Let because
3: you, Let me tell you, so, yeah, me tell you, you what you, I do. But just a second. I want to finish what I'm saying because I don't. I think we're taking that out of context. And, but we're not saying nobody can go back to the hood, but a great number of people go back, and they're pulled so far down. They go back trying to help people again who's not ready to be helped, who's so complacent where they are you're wasting your time, your money, and you're pulled down in, in the midst of that, whether it be through drugs, alcohol, whatever, or none of that, but you can easily get caught up trying to go back and pull people out who don't want to be saved. And we have a lot of that there. They're content with where they are and feel like that's it, like there's nothing else beyond this, and because you made it, you owe me something. Well, people, you got. You, we owe ourselves first. Well, I don't it. think
6: that I don't think that's the nature that Charles. I, I don't think that was basically what Charles Barkley said. But you do have, if there's opportunity, if there are investment opportunities in the quote-unquote hood, then people should make them. I spent a lot of time in public schools myself, organizing public schools organizing program, getting ready to take uh, a National Rifle Association program into an all-black public school in the inner city in St. Louis. So uh, those who quote-unquote, has made it, those in the 1% do spend time and go back and try to implement. And then they get ridiculed for it. The Cox brothers get ridiculed for the things that they try to do. You got uh, some other uh, rich palaphrists that uh, try to change things that's the way they are, and they get ridiculed for those things. It happens all the time. And
1: I'm sorry, bro. I I didn't get your name, bro. I'm sorry. My name name? is
6: Pianchi. Okay. I I really
1: commend you for what you're doing over and things. I really commend you for that. But if, if you're a fan of sports, you and I both know, along with Rodney, know that Charles is truly ignorant. He's an ignorant man. I've
6: been knowing so, Charles Barker since he started. Yes, you're absolutely right. He is kind of rigging to make those statements. Of course, you know, Charles has his own choice for a wife. I think she divorced him. But, you know, th- that's his personal thing. But I think that the statements he made was, of course, he's got a right to make those statements. But I think they were totally and, out of place.
1: Yeah. And as, as we know, as, as, as uh, responsible men, responsible black men, he probably didn't have the know-with-all to actually complete what he was saying. Just like Tammy just like Tammy took something totally different from that. So he, he, yeah. he probably didn't have the know-with-all to actually complete what he was saying, to try and finish what he was saying. He's just going off-cuff. I mean, he dribbled a basketball. But
6: Yeah, you, you know, uh, I just wanted to make one of us. A- point, too. You know, people have a right to associate and dissociate with whomever they want to under whatever premise. You know, the supreme law of this land is the United States Constitution, and it protects people's right to do that. Now, if people are to in all black, all white, all Asian, whatever, are to the left, to the right, or in the middle, that's their point of view. That's what they want to do. There's nothing wrong with that. I, Sometimes I think what's wrong is those who look from the outside at groups that tend to co-mingle amongst themselves and say there's something wrong with them. I think it's something wrong with those individuals myself. I really do. Uh, somebody mentioned the Bible. You know, the, the Old Testament, the God of the Old Testament said specifically that he was not a God for everyone. And looking at the time frame when uh, that ideology, or should I say those ethnic groups built those gods for themselves, well, that's just the way things were You know, ethnic groups stayed amongst Themselves uh, They didn't intermarry uh, I mean, it just goes on And on, and, and today some, You do, so it's nothing wrong with that uh, You this know This is right, this had, is
5: right and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to jump back in here uh, real quick And then we're going to move on to our next call I will add these two things though Just based on the uh, the, the comments that were made And, and that is number one I'm all for people donating, giving back, whether you give it back to kids in the hood, whether you give it to affluent neighborhoods, whether you give it to white people, black people, if you're giving back to to good causes, giving back, you know, uh, to, to, to help people regardless of what it is, I'm all for that. What I will say, though, is this, and and this is just my opinion, I think a lot of times when that happens, um, people are not necessarily doing it for the right reasons, and, and I say that because a lot of times it's as a write-off. And, and this is just my personal belief: if you are doing something, if you are doing something because you are truly trying to make a difference, if you are doing something because you are truly trying to trying to help out, especially especially when it comes to kids and, and me myself, I happen to be a public school teacher. Um. You don't need any recognition. You don't need to be acknowledged. You just go in and you do it. And, you know, a lot of times. You're absolutely I see,
6: right. From what I've You're seen, that is right.
5: absolutely the case. And I will say this, too, uh, before, before we move on. I remember listening to Steve Harvey one day, and regardless of how we may feel about Steve Harvey, one thing that he said was, he said, you know, there are a lot of people that he used to hang out with that get upset with him because he doesn't, he doesn't talk to them as much as as he used to or he doesn't hang out with them, you know, as, as much as he used to. And Steve Harvey's re, uh, response to that was, I used to hang out with you. I know what you do. I know what you still do. I know what you do to other people. So why is it now that I have money that, you know that 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 I am successful. That you think I'm going to come around you. So that if you're robbing everybody else, I'm no different. Why, why would I go around you when I know you're going to do the same thing? If you're still setting people up, why why, why would I think that you wouldn't set me up too? So we can we can agree or disagree with with, with Charles Barkley as a man who he is as a person. But I think the point, at least what I what I took from his from his comments was that we as a race are holding each other back. We get upset when when one person starts to, to, to get ahead or, you know, we 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 start to question each other's uh commitment to, to the black race. Even Rob Parker, the the ESPN analyst, uh said that he doesn't think R G three is down with the calls you know what do these things even mean? And and a and sudden' I, I will do this. Caller, uh, uh, uh Pianki, if if you want to hold on, I'll come back to you. But I do want to. That go sounds ahead great. And, and
6: I'll hang on. Go ahead. Okay, I do
5: want to get our next caller in here, so we'll come back to you. Uh, caller well,
3: coming. you yes, Sammy. before you do that, I want you make a great point. I
5: want to break, go ahead and bring that caller in, but I want to come in on your
3: Steve bringing up Steve Harvey. Um, okay. Interesting because. <laughs> For those of you who follow, when he was in the world doing whatever his comedy um, and whatever else, it seemed people he had much support. Now, and I consistently, um, I didn't I didn't listen to Steve in the days where he was doing the, the comedy. Um, I have become more of a fan of his since then. But what I've noticed is he also speaks about his relationship now with God which is what has led him to be a better father, a better husband, a better friend, a better brother, whatever. But he speaks highly of his relationship with God opposed to what he had in. Now, he was a believing person, but he did not have a relationship. He was not seeking God for all, the ruler of his life. But when I hear people talk about Steve Harvey today, there are more people that complain about who he is today, and that he's a sellout. And why why is he trying to do something that he was not put here to do? Why did he just stick to comedy? You know what color those people are? The same color he is. And that's that's the direction that I want this show to go. Because until we address what we do to each other, the comments that we put on each other when when we when we step over the line of what we call I'm saying what we call made it and haven't made it. It seems like once a black person gets to a certain level, whether it's through that relationship with God, because if we believe God's word is true, we are following his commandments, seeking his faith daily, then there should be some change in our lives. And even God says you'll know them by their fruit. He said t- the word tells you don't deal with some folks. So if going back to I don't know who said that what Steve said about I think with you, Rodney. We you can't do some things with some people when you've moved. So maybe his transformation, or maybe his choice to not deal with people, is because of his relationship. So if I know that I'm changing my life and trying to do God, I can't hang with you, my brother. I can't do what you do. If I'm coming out of the street, I can't. We don't. We don't have the same goals anymore. We don't even think alike. What can we do? What can mm-hmm. we do? How you gonna help bring me up when you're still talking about? Are trying to tell me, I can't do this because I'm black. That's really what the people are saying. Who does he think he is? Because now he doesn't talk like he used to talk. He doesn't want to go hang out. He doesn't want to cheat on his wife. She doesn't want to cheat on her husband. All these things. This is when people who look like me start to say, well, what's wrong with you now? So, see, (laughs) I I don't even talk about the other races until we address how we do one another and how we do ourselves. And still say we love God and we, we're loving God. And I just choose to say this. If I'm going to serve God, I want your blessings and mine too. Because this word tells me, seek, seek me in all. I'll give you the desires of your heart. So we don't believe. we We cannot believe that and continue to act like we act and do like we do towards one another. We just cannot. But, again, the people out here talking about thieves are not white people. They're not Mexicans or whatever. They uplift him. They don't. It's us. And they void the fact that he says he's changed his life. They look over that. They don't hear anything about that. But it's that mindset. It's that mindset. The same mindset Mindset that makes make women look at women just don't like them for no reason. They can walk into a black woman, can walk into a room. We not know anything about her. We just don't like her because of how she walked in the room. But a white woman can walk in with the same thing on to the T, and we're okay. There's an issue there. There's a mind issue. There's a thought process that's totally wrong. And the white man, the Mexican, whatever, they cannot fix that. No matter what they do to you, say to you, how they treat you, they cannot fix that.
5: You have we Next. So, John Porter, Sammy, we're going, to, we're going to come back. I, I wrote down some uh, notes based on what you just said, and I, I'm going to do my best to try to come back to them because Trent some things, too, that I want to come back to as well. But uh, we're going to bring in our caller from area six seven eight eight three three zero. 678 8330. To the other callers, we see you out there. We'll get to you in just a second. But
4: again,
0: hey. call seven eight eight three three zero you the air. Hey, how you doing? This is Q from Atlanta. Uh Hey, what's, you,
4: Atlanta. Hey,
0: hey, what's going on? Hopefully what I'm gonna say isn't gonna intellectually hurt too much, but let me get about a minute and a half and I'll share the mic. Um here's a thought, what the sister just said. Black man walks into a company. All the other black people have a lot of dislike for him, don't feel that he's hireable. The man is certified. The man has his little degrees. Indian man walks into the company right after, no degrees. All the Indian people rally around him to try to get him in. White man, white blue-eyed man walks into the company trying to apply as well. He has no degrees. Black people fall in love with him because he's a nice guy, white man gets hired. Now, it doesn't happen in every scenario, but we will admit it happens majority of the time. We, when we see it, brother, we have this type of thing, like the sister described about the sister, he's going to take my job. He, He's our natural enemy all of a sudden. It is very rare that we as black people reach out. And embrace that brother the way the Indians and Pakistanis do their own. But when you go to India, they hate each other. The North hates the South. Let me give you another point. Pianki brought up something that I think is a very big lie, but I'll give him the opportunity to prove it. There is no Hebrew, Jewish, or Aramaic, and you know Jesus spoke in Aramaic, there is no word in the Bible for race. It is nonexistent. But I'm quite sure Piyaki is going to come back and tell us what that word actually is because in Hebrew, Jewish, and Aramaic, there is no such word for race. He may have interpreted something and assumed that it was race. Let me get to the other thing about the brother said calling Charles the Idiot. What I always, I've always been a pretty important understanding student since kindergarten. What I find always amazing is what my public speaking teacher told me. When you cannot articulate a point, you name call. He's not an idiot. Charles is not an idiot. He was just not able to articulate his point, and his point is simply this. Master P is the most successful brother who has ever did something for the black community as far as a school. He created an online school, the most successful black-owned online school out there And this goes to the Steve Harvey point y'all made But we don't celebrate him for that Ice Cube Has made more successful movies Than Tyler Perry And most showing our culture In a positive light hearted way We don't celebrate him for that That's my minute and a half Great minute my brother
3: Great minute Great minute
1: can, can I respond to the, the Charles Barkley idiot comment? Yes, yes, please. Yeah. yeah, yeah,
3: yeah.
1: So I'll, I'll stand by. Yeah, I'll, I'll stand. I'll stand by saying that Charles is an idiot. If anybody's actually heard Charles speak, and I'm, I'm not talking about from oh, what he's done for a community, or marrying a white woman, or anything like that, Charles is not responsible to really articulate, as you say. Um, across the board. So again, Charles was only speaking from the cuff. He only spoke with, he only spoke as far as he could actually go with it. I totally agree with you, Q. I totally agree with you. But you know, uh, and again, I agree with Charles because I understood exactly where he was going with it. He just didn't complete it. And as far as Master P, I totally agree with you with that. He is the only brother that's not recognized for actually doing a, a ton of stuff in the black community. And Ice Cube is the most successful black filmmaker out there. But that's not the way Hollywood works. So there's this and, Tyler Perry there and dress him up in a in a, in a woman's getup, and that's your black man right there, as we can see and, in Atlanta. And as, as we can see in Atlanta,
3: and it's, it's, it's
1: um and all these uh, viral videos that goes on. You see every black man out there with a viral video trying to do comedy dressed as women. So I totally get you. I totally understand
0: that. Yeah, because I was just just talking about the topic and what the lady was saying. It's not no personal punch toward anybody. Yeah, no, I I get it.
4: No, I totally get it. I totally
0: get it. I just like these these intellectual debates because it helps me fine-tune what I do as far as speaking. But here, here, here's something also to consider, lady, uh, lady and gentleman. Uh, in regards to what Charles should have said or where he may have been going with it, here's the unfortunate thing, though. How can we get in the plus category if all we do is self-implode? Look at how many people this year all of a sudden wanted to be politically astute and have all this concern for what Obama isn't doing. Okay, maybe you got a point. But where were you doing Reagan? Where were you doing Jimmy? Where were you doing all those other times? So you got these people who unfortunately, and I'm going to share the mic after this point. I always argue with people. I'm a conservative. I'm a Republican. I always argue with people when they say, well, I don't like Al Sharpton. He don't speak for me. So why don't you fly out to Ferguson and grab the mic? Well, that's not my goal.
2: That's
0: not my goal. That's,
4: I like this brother. I like
0: him. That's not my thing, you know. I, 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 I say, I say, you know what? I say, you know what's wrong with you, progressive Negroes? Because I don't even blame the sisters. At least the sisters stick together. I said, you know what's wrong with you, progressive Negroes? Long ago, when we was kids, forty-year-olds, Bill Cosby, Morgan Freeman, uh, Larry Fishburne. They got together and created stuff for the kids. Electric Company, Sesame Street. White men who were smoking dope and shooting. They said, "You know, let's do stuff for the kids." Now that we're forty, as men, all we do is complain. We don't create shit. Excellent point. Good
5: point.
0: Good
5: point. I'm I'm gonna. Uh, <laughs> can we say uh, anything? Uh, anything else before we? Bringing our next caller
1: up
0: to, and I hope Mr. Piyaki
4: as well. Yeah, Is that the same make- two that called?
0: Line? Is that the same? I,
1: hope
0: I, I hope I didn't play- hurt nobody. I, I apologize.
5: No, 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 I'm no, no, We, uh the phone lines are just been blowing up, so we're trying no, to get everybody in. And Piyaki agreed to hold on so we can get everybody in, and we want to bring him back and give him a chance to respond. Um, as well, so no, 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 no. This is this is great. <laughs> hey Ronnie,
3: who, who is who are the winners for the book?
2: Say
5: that Who's again.
3: The book that Trent was going to. Who are the people that will get the book? Because I'm trying to keep up I don't uh, remember who
5: you put in. uh, in. that's these two gentlemen. I believe it was Tianti uh, and uh, now Q uh, from Atlanta. I believe that uh, it's these two gentlemen. Okay. Okay. I have indeed. I have. To. Okay, All right. I have. To hear you. Okay. We're gonna we're gonna put you away for just a second, Cuba. Don't go anywhere. <laughs> All right, we're gonna bring in from area Code seven seven zero live six I'm sorry, Live six are six six zero nine. you are only air with us.
3: Hey Pam Hello, how are you? Hi, this is my new number. Okay. Okay. You have something to show? My phone
4: didn't pull off the last my- three weeks.
3: Would you like That's to make my- a comment? <laughs> but I'm okay. listening you. hear me? Yes. Yeah. Okay, Rodney, we can go, go for it. I have it down.
4: Okay.
5: Um, All right. What we're going to do is we're going to bring back in uh, Mr. Piotr and give him a chance to elaborate on on some things that have been said. Thank you for being so patient. sir. go ahead. You're on the line with us.
6: You know, the thing about Steve Harvey that tickles me is how he put his arms around Paula Dean. Now, just here last Wednesday, Joe Biden in a speech he made, used the word Shylocks. Well, before he could get off stage, Abraham Foxner, the leader of the ADL, this Anti-Definition League, was all down his case for using that word. Nowhere near as offensive as what Paula Dean used. And look how that same group done Cynthia McKinney. And look what Nay and Natu said about the Turkish leader in his campaign statement, what he used a word. He said it was despicable So if Steve Harvey want to put his arms around Paula Dean for what the things that she had been accused of saying, then I guess it's all right for him to do that. But I'm just showing the difference of how blacks are held accountable on doing things and they and, and then they open their arms up to let somebody else in that have been uh despiteful to you as an ethnic group whereas you don't see that out of other successful group. The last call I commend him for admitting that he's a conservative. I'm a conservative too. And get ridiculed for because for some reason or another all blacks supposed to vote Democrat. Not just because I'm in the one percent, but I I have always been a conservative, especially economic conservative. So I mean that's just I guess that's just the way it is. All blacks in America are not the same. We have to realize that. Some people don't want to realize that. The one gentleman says he's a school teacher. Uh I was on a conversation the other night and I told the gentleman, a professor, I said, Well when blacks are polled, over seventy, seventy five percent say they want school choice. In particular, full of vouchers. And then, you know, he came up with a hundred reasons why come blacks didn't know. What they was talking about? NAACP say, well, no, blacks don't really they, that's, they they really don't know they they don't think that they want that. So this is not just with an athlete. This is just not with Steve Harvey. This is just something that's prevailing. Maybe it's human nature. I don't know, but I, I, I think I that, I that maybe. Sorry. Go ahead. I'm sorry. Go ahead.
5: Uh, another question um, in, in regards to something you just said, and uh, I want you to answer first, and, and then, Tammy and Trent, I want you to jump in as well. Um, why do you think blacks are expected to vote Democrat? Why do you think that is? Or is it be Democrat? I,
6: I think you got black leaders that uh, hustle black uh, conditions. You surely have. And, you know, you say you're a school teacher. But you know school teach black school teachers earn a middle class salary wage and pension offered for public schools that uh have never uh, lived up to the expectations that they should for black children, so maybe it's human nature yeah
2: I,
1: uh, if if i will i I like to touch on just uh just a couple of things that the brother just said when we talk about uh, Steve Harvey and the paultine um you know, his choice to, you know, embrace Paula Deen. I totally get what you're saying. I agree with that at 100%. But we have to go back and we have to really think about this for a second. The reason why that television comes on every day is because of the, because of a Jewish dollar. So Steve really don't have the choice. I don't care how much money Steve said you make or how much uh, control he said he has over the program. Whatever they want show, that's what's going to happen. That's the Jewish dollar. That's going to happen. So they'll push Steve out there to make him look real bad. Because I could actually look at, I could actually think of, uh, there's two black prominent chefs. There's Garvin out in Jersey, and there's Chef Jeff, Chef Jeff out here in New Orleans who could actually, went to that camp and actually took those kids and did well by them. Chef Jeff being one in particular because Chef Jeff come from that environment. He was in prison, worked his way out of prison, and became a top chef in the world. So they don't want that on television. They don't want that on television. That's plain and simple. And as far as with the, with the, uh, the Democrats and the Republicans, it's all smoke and mirrors. It's the same system. You could be a Republican or a Democrat. It's the same system Because if you think about the policies Between Barack Obama And the Bush Younger Bush or the other Bush If we really want to sit down And take the color off the table Those policies are damn near the same Except for the except for The, um, the Obamacare That they're saying But um, Bill Clinton was trying to push that in for years That's been in place in Canada For a ton of years I know a well, you
6: know, uh you know on on the issue of politics, let me say this blacks do it backwards, you know businesses, if you don't have viable businesses, your politics will never be what they're supposed to be. I'm sorry Absolutely. because it's businesses that control politics, it's politics that control the police department. It's businesses that control the media because the media needs advertisement dollars.
2: And without good,
6: strong businesses and all that, you never will have strong schools. You know a teacher. You can if you wanted to teach what you know is best. You have to close the door. You will never get credit for it. The 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 school district curriculum will get the credit for it. So if you don't, if you cannot do politics backwards, you just can't vote for somebody and sit back and hope that they do the right thing. They should have known that going in when you chose them and financially back their campaign. We vote, but somebody else, by the politicians. Therefore, we're always wondering what the heck's going on. Great topic, Rodney.
1: Great topic with some powerful brothers. I'm going to be proud to send me an invoice for these books, so I'm going to be proud to, to send these books over. This is a great
5: topic with some powerful brothers, man. These, these uh, this conversation has been has been very enlightening. I'm gonna read something out of the chat room and uh, uh, Tammy, uh, jump back in here for sure. Uh, it says, "Yes, it's about who has the money. So why are males complaining and not creating?" the question.
3: Read that one more time, I, believe that, that one more I time. believe
5: that came from Q. We're going to pull Q uh, back in here. Uh, go ahead, Tammy. And I was asking you to read that once, once more. Read it
3: again for
5: us. I'm going to pull Q back in here. I believe this is Q, and I'm going to allow Q to, to, to say it and elaborate uh, himself. Uh, Q, go ahead. get back on with us. Thank you.
0: Thank you very much. I appreciate it. Uh, yes, like the gentleman said, I am a conservative. Uh, I don't believe in what Republicans do because those are cliques. Um, one of the things you guys put on the table, if I may try to answer in my own thought, uh reason why a lot of black folks vote Democrat is because Republicans are not
3: creating
0: scenarios that interest black people. Now, it doesn't matter whether Dems are following through on that, and let me give you an example. It's kind of like hearing about Harriet Tubman but never seeing her. That's what the Democrat is, as opposed to the white man who is whipping you but saying one day you'll be free. So Republicans, and I tell them this all the time, if they want people to start voting for them, it's simple. Do what Rand Paul just did recently. Sit your butt down, be quiet, and listen. And when you go talk amongst white folks, repeat some of the stuff that the black folks told you. Let me say that again, because I know it went over a lot of people's heads. If you are really a Republican and you really want blacks to stop voting for just Democrat blindly, then what you have to do is present yourself in such a way that it appears you listen to them when you're amongst white folks. And the lady wanted me to repeat about the comment. Yes, it is about who creates the economic situation. So if me and the other brother who talked about Charles Barkley have a company, and the rest of you guys don't, and me and that brother just take our little residual money and we, you know, give it to the local city council every now and then here and there, well, now we become familiar The money really didn't mean nothing to us. It's it's like money y'all gave us because y'all come to our store. And when we come into a problem, the city council is more likely to give us a pass.
3: You see what I'm saying? So, yes, it
0: is all about economics, it is all about business. So, that's why I always ask the question for males why all the complaining? Why all the snitching and bitching? Create something. You got the internet, you got all types of scenarios. But you're focused on somebody sitting in a White House somewhere as opposed to the city council member that's been sitting on your board for 16 years and your city hasn't grown.
1: Create. Yeah. To, to add to that point, creating is, uh, is is real well and it's good and, and all in dollar whatever. Um, but when we talk about lobbying, we're talking about lobbying Congress and all that good stuff, that's where everything changes. When well, we lobby Congress, I can guarantee you not even 5% of the black community know what lobbying is. And not, they, they don't even know that act. So we could actually get together and lobby Congress. We could lobby to change some of this stuff. But we're so, just like the brother just said, the Democrats and Republicans, we're, we're so, well, I'm voting Democrat. That's where the nigga's going, that's where we're going. I'm voting Democrat. Uh, with the white folk That's where these hunky's going That's where I'm going When that true color is that green money When we lobbying Congress I was on a plane Headed to Detroit Bumped into a professor over at Tulane Who was a lobbyist He did it for over 20 years We sat and just had a conversation And just real simple And some of the stuff I learned from that guy Who was actually Caucasian
5: I've never heard in a black community. Why is that? I'm gonna I'm gonna go back to the article real quick. Taylor, go ahead. I'm sorry.
3: Oh no, I'm good. I I do want to ask um, for everyone that's on with us. If you do have, I see Q Q. I'm thinking you maybe have a radio show or something that you're doing. If you all could just kind of take just a quick second to give out. As, as much as you'd like of how people can listen in to what you're doing, regardless if, if, if you know what you're doing, because we don't all have to, uh, to agree, but we certainly need to, to tag on and try to learn and have an open mind about everything, because I feel we, can, we all can learn something from everyone, whether you take it or keep it, we certainly can learn something. So before you guys disconnect or get off, just make sure you give out
5: how people can listen. If you have a radio show, how they can listen. If you have a book, how they can purchase it. Uh, I uh, yeah. uh, I'll,
0: I'll just say mine real quick. Uh I'm restarting Black Manhood Lessons, which is all about take the warriors mentality and leave that weak weak minded complaining stuff to the backside. Um I also volunteer for Teen Dads of Atlanta out here first-time fathers, giving up information. I believe it's not about getting on these blog talk shows and just giving our opinion. It's about going out on the streets and doing some work so that some little young dude can really hear what we're talking about in action. I also uh, volunteer for uh, fatherhood.gov, and I work in medical. So, uh, you know, it's all about trying to help. And, I mean, even if you can't change 100 dudes, as long as you can change one or two, you did something because a dude named Terrence did it for me. So I wanted to do more than just give my opinion or make a bunch of opinion videos or had to do something. That's about it.
5: That's all right. Thank Thank you so much. That's powerful, man. Uh, We have to be sure, uh, Tammy, to to try to uh, uh, post that information um, on Facebook and other uh, social media sites.
3: Okay.
5: I wrote it down so um I have the correct Q. Okay, you one out but I do have it written down and I have the number for the book. He said yes. Uh uh oh. that that is correct. Uh, Tiochi, uh anything you wanna share?
6: Well the, the program he got going on is a good program You need more like that the way you can and, You know an educational program, I think you said you' a teacher you are you work in a public school, yeah, but right. education and skills is two different things by the sixth grade with our children, and I hope everybody else is children well, but I can only give you know concentration towards our black and African American children they should be being they should be exposed to their career goals their career advocations, starting around the 6th and 7th grade. Our children should be steered into high profession, high earning, engineering, medical. And especially if you take a major, you know, my grandson, I I directed him, I said, you're going to do this major and you're going to do this minor. Your minor is going to be business, this is your major. Now, if you want to do something else along that, perfectly fine. So that is the w- approach that you have to make. It's not by happenstance that 20% of the doctors in the United States are from India. They have an Indian background. That was an effort. That was a well-planned-out move that that country made in order to make the impact that it has made in that particular field here in this country. And we can do the same thing. It's nothing hard. Well, I take that bet. It is hard. You have to sacrifice, but it can be done. Just like we're doing everything else, it can be. You know, take sports, for instance. You know, i got to bring a young man down there on Broadview to Brandon Phillips' dad's place in about another three weeks to be trained because he's one of the best trainers in the country in baseball. But let's take sports, for instance. We dominate football field, the football field and the basketball court. But what about the other how what about the other sports that the money derive in order to offer them scholarships basically is coming from football and basketball? Why aren't our children be learning how come our children not learning what it takes to put those games on? The behind the scene activities, the marketing, the advertising, the audio visual if you understand what I'm talking about. So we should look at all aspects of that economic paradigm that we call sports and our participation in it, not just the running up and down the court, not just the passing and running the ball, but every aspect of it. And we should have a presence, and we should try to dominate as much of it as we possibly can. Because in this country, one of the biggest biggest downfalls for our particular ethnic group is economy, and the only way that's going to change, we have to change it ourselves. So I really appreciate your program, appreciate the other calls and their opinions and views, and hope that you have much success. Thank,
5: Thank, you. Thank you so much for um, being on with us, and we, we, we appreciate your your, uh, your insight and, and your wisdom and for you taking the time out to, to, to share some things with us
3: right, and he brought us some good points, especially about you know the, the football, and you know when he said that, I thought about how long was it before we were able to see black quarterbacks you you are good enough to catch the ball and and take that lick, but you weren't good enough, even if you were good enough so not society has this this hidden rule about black people, and not just society, it's so much so to even we we ourselves. Took upon this this hidden rule as well, um, so it's that's why they're not they're not being taught. But see, the issue comes back: why aren't we teaching them? There's there's no excuse to where our children should not know that you are capable and able to do anything that you want. There is no excuse because the people who were in slavery, who came through it, who worked their way out. Frederick Douglass, one of my favorite people to study. Favorite. There are no excuses. If you go back and read the things that he did, he made a choice that. And his his one of my favorite quotes: "You enslave my body, but never will you have my mind ever." And we gotta start thinking like that. People, you can people can only do to you what you allow them to do. Even once they do it, you have control of how it affects your mind. You have to work. It's not easy, but it is a choice, and it squats with that, and what are you going to do with that choice? But we want to take the easy way out. We want to allow our children. Who else is getting up 3, 4 o'clock in the morning to go to the mall, wait, no, $150 pair of shoes, wait on the mall to open, to, get, to spend $150 on your shoes, you can't afford it. clearly. So, I mean, I take it back to us. We could take Steve out of it, we could take Charles out of it, because, see, in their mind, in this world, they have so called made it, according to this world. Let's go back to the people who, are, who want to get out and who are trying to get out. But not the white man is is, is not just the only people keeping them down, or the black, most of them are the black people, the people that look just like them. So I hear are you black enough? That's that's what I that's what I think about. Am I black enough for my sister, regardless if we're the same color or not, regardless if I talk a little different, if I live in a different area, if I carry myself a different way, I'm still who I am. I'm still black regardless. But I'm still a person. I'm still I still need my sister to uplift me. I still need my brother to do the same. But I tell you guys, I'll be sharing with you. I get more support on the other side than I do this side. That's
1: just what it is. it is. <laughs> yeah, the, the, the last brother from St. Louis brought up uh, an excellent uh, topic on sports and, and all that stuff. And I'll save uh, the whole spiel of what I do to the audience. I mean, they just look me up. I'm not interested in that. I'm interested in pushing people forward. Um, what he said was, 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 was real powerful. Now, when we take, uh, we talk about the NBA, 95% of the NBA is owned by Jewish folks. It's owned by Jewish people. Okay? I think that's what, one owner in the league? That's the god of basketball, Michael Jordan. That's it. But We've been divided in amongst ourselves. We've been pushed in, you know, these, these different classes by money. That was done by design. That was done by design. I don't care what no one says. It goes back to biblical, man. It goes back to the biblical times. That was done by design. Everything we talk about is based upon money. That's what separates us, not knowing that. If we have the knowledge, we could change everything because if we if we weren't suppressed, we would know that we make up you know a couple of trillion dollars in this company in in this in this country. If we stop shopping tomorrow, well let's just say there's no black quote unquote Friday that's coming up if no black person purchased anything in November at the end of November after Thanksgiving country would go to shit but we're not we're not thinkers we're not thinkers now when our ancestors actually done done some historical stuff and done some great things to change lives of many across the board we're not thinkers we've lost our way we need to get back to it and black on black crime is just not with those guns we do it without words now, and that's unacceptable.
4: You know, I, I,
5: I have learned uh, so much from from this show tonight, and one of the things that, that I know I'm going to do um, a couple of times this week, and, and even down the line, and that is go back and, and, and listen to the archive show. Uh, because there there, there are just so many things uh, that you can take away from this show. And and I'll say this, and then I want to go back to uh, the Charles Barkley comments. I I want to read something uh, from one of the articles that that, that I've read, Um, and that is while we're on this topic about, you know, these athletes and, and, you know, people spending money and those things, a couple of weeks ago, I was talking to my, my students, and we were talking about negative terms versus positive terms, and we ended up on Black Friday, we ended up talking about spending money. And I brought up these Air Jordan tennis shoes, and, you know, just about every kid in the school owns a pair, right? But but just about every kid in the school is also on free and reduced lunch, Um. You know we don't have a lot of wealthy um, families, you know, in in our community, in our city, but yet, you know, there's a lot of money being spent being spent on uh, cell phones, being spent on uh, the the these high dollar tennis shoes. Not just the Jordans, there are other ones out there. But when I told them how the system actually works, how You know, when Jordans are first made, they don't cost that much to make. They don't, you know, they're only a couple of dollars. When I told them that, Michael Jordan has never made a pair of shoes. Nike bought his name for several millions of dollars and then turned around and profited billions of dollars. When I gave them the, the, the lesson behind the Jordans and everything else, you should have seen how big their eyes got because, see, no one has ever told them that. Instead of passing down education, we pass down ignorance. And I see it every day as a school teacher where the kids come in and they don't have an identity. And so it's easy for someone to tell them, you know, that if you don't live a certain way, if you don't think a certain way, then you are not good enough. You are not black enough. You are not Hispanic enough. You are not down It's easy for them to fall into that trap. Many of them are grade levels behind in reading and in math, not because they're dumb, not because they're stupid, but because they don't have the confidence to be successful. They don't have the confidence to to raise their hand proudly and give an answer because they're so afraid. If I get it wrong, uh, which more than likely I'm going to get it wrong because I don't think that I know this, that. You know they're not going to raise a hand. They're not going to participate because they're afraid of getting it wrong and, and, and the reaction of their peers. So this is something that is even affecting our our children down to uh, you know the, the the lower grades. I mean you you see you see kids that are five and six years old. You know worried about their tennis shoes. Worried about what they have on as if those things define who they are. And one of the things that, that Barkley said was that he said, there are a lot of black people who are unintelligent, who don't have success. It's best to knock a successful black person down because they're intelligent, because they speak well, they do well in school, and they're successful. It's, crabs, it's the crabs in a barrel mentality. We're the only ethnic group that says, hey, if you go to jail, it gives you street cred. What do you guys think about that?
3: Oh, wow. <laughs> Why, well, and it goes back. I mean, we got to deal with the issue in-house. It goes back to us. I mean, because you think about it, who who's buying these shoes for these kids Who's a, and I bought that up because I just had a conversation with a young man who shared the fact and shared it I mean like it was like I'm telling you I got a scholarship or an academic scholarship I mean that's how I was proud he spoke of that you know I went to the mall oh, I got out there at 350 this morning but, you know that particular morning to wait for the stores to open so I can get the shoes and it turned out he didn't have enough money so he did all that for nothing and he had to go back, he had the shoes on his feet. And I, I croaked how I said those shoes look like the same ones at Family Dollar. They don't even look like leather anymore. They really look like Family Dollar doll General shoes. Like, there's no comparison in my eyes. But the phones that you're talking about, we have fifth, sixth, seventh grade, sometimes younger, who they have the same type of phones their parents have, yet they have no books. They can't go out and buy the things that they need. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? So again, who's who who who's to blame here? Who's to blame? If your child gets to school kindergarten and does not know his name, all he knows is Pookie. The the teacher marks him asking because he does not know his real name. Really? Whose child is that? Whose child came from your house? So until we start to people take offense to things that Bother them because they're offended for a reason. So when you when people listen to, I'm I'm not a fan of, of Charles, but some of the stuff he says, I'm sorry, it's true, like it or not. The source doesn't matter, but his message, there is some truth to that. Bill Cosby, we get angry when he comes out with it. Again, takeaway. Have, we have become a people who take value, and our identity is based on where we live, what we wear, how we look. There's no God in these kids. There's, there's none of that. We used to teach our kids to respect elders. Now they will beat down an elder and brag about it. So Because, my,
5: because you can that you're not black.
3: Say that again.
5: I said because we're taught that if you don't do those types of things, then you are not black or you're not black enough.
3: I was going to say, goes back to the topic, are we black enough? And for who? Who, who is defining? You got to look at who's defining black for you and look at their lives. I don't care what color you are. If that's your life, I'm like Steve Harvey. Harvey, I don't want to come back. I don't want to be around you. Black, white, blue, whatever. Cause that's not what I want. That's not what who I am. So if that's if if the answer or the question is, "Am I black enough?" and I tell you, absolutely, I'm not. Cause that's not the life I choose. That's not the life I choose for my child, for my grandkids. None of that. So why would I stay around? You know, why yeah. would I want to remain on welfare all of my life? Who want, who who does it? Who feels okay about going? get a check. Now, if you have to, but I'm telling you guys, white, black, whatever, and I know more more white people are on whatever, I don't want to get into the color. I'm just telling you, I don't care what color you are. If you choose to, if you choose to, and that's okay with you, I'm not into handouts. wasn't raised that way. So I go back to the raising, to the upbringing.
1: Can, can, can I say something, and, and, and I'll... Uh i uh, sit back after that. Can I, may I say something? Is it okay, Ronnie?
5: Absolutely, man. Go ahead, man. And we
1: back.
5: i see them still out there, so we'll check and see if they, if, if they want to jump in. Go ahead. Go uh, yeah.
1: ahead, Speak on color, like uh, Tammy just said. Um, I had my um, two-year-old grandson the entire weekend, and um, this little kid, this little guy, was so full of happiness, so full of joy, so full of life. And, you know, we went out and did our thing and all that stuff. And something she just said just triggered a thought with me. You know, when when we're born into this world, we we know nothing about color. We know nothing about it. That's taught, you know, racism is taught, uh, you know, black and white is taught. That kid, that little two-year-old guy, knows nothing about color. Knows nothing about black or white. It's actually going to be taught to him. That's where the issue is. And, and again, it's just a great topic. When we talk about black or white or am I black enough, when we talk about Russell down in Seattle, he's not black enough to, to lead the team or he's not black enough to lead the black players. That's their ignorance. It's not it has nothing to do with Russell. Russell just happened to come up in a diverse family. hmm. It's not his fault. Again, so I'll say Charles Barkley didn't articulate it like, you know, the black folk would think it would want him to articulate it. Maybe he didn't have the wherewithal to do it. But That stuff is taught man It's taught You know And and, and the news media Pushed this stuff To the forefront For a reason Because we're doing Topics like this Which continue To divide us We just need to get back We we, we need to get back To the basics And again We'll go back To the Bible Get back to the basics Because man Can't lead you anywhere To the pits of hell that's that That's my opinion A great show uh, Rodney and, uh, and Tammy And, and um, you guys get the, the, the folks Information for me And I'll, I'll purchase those books uh, Rodney and get that going It was a good show man Really enjoyed it so,
5: Sounds good to me man I I do appreciate it I'm more interested in, in, in hearing your thoughts After you read the book No
1: doubt No doubt I make sure I I'll make sure I send you a send you a message on that. But I, I think I'm in for a treat because um, you're a solid brother. So
5: I, I do that. appreciate it. One one of the things that 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 come up in the in the very first chapter, and I won't and I won't spoil it for you, but uh, one of the things that come up in the in the first chapter is what we spent a lot of time on tonight, um, and that is the the, the whole concept of, of being a sellout. Or or judging people, you know, you know. You're not you're not wrong, or, or, or you're not less of a black person, just because you happen to be born into a family where, you know, your mom and dad were married, the the before you were born, or because they decided, you know, to go to college. Um, to, to earn their their degrees and become successful in medicine, law, business, or something else, you know, and, and you guys sit down and have dinner as a family. You go on vacations every year. Those things should not define who you are. And I and I remember watching the 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 Fab Five uh, documentary when it first came out, and Jalen Rose was, was was very upset with Grant Hill. And upset that that Duke, you know, wanted Grant Hill versus versus Jalen Rose, and you know Jalen Rose called him an Uncle Tom, you know. But but it was more so about Jalen Rose being upset that you know Grant Hill got this got this ride to to Duke, and he's like you know you know he, he thought it was because um, Grant Hill, you know, had, had a completely different life and childhood. Jalen Rose did. Jalen Rose grew up in the hood. Jalen Rose, you know, had had a difficult. And James Hill, you know, had successful parents. Grant Hill grew up in a, in a different type of household. Jalen Rose you know, took offense to, to and Hill versus versus him. But you know, Duke has taken guys from you know not so good families or not so good areas.
4: Uh um, um.
5: You no, know, but it, it it just makes me think about you know things like that and, you know
2: yeah,
1: he, it's funny that you bring up Grant Hill, um, and he grew up in uh, I think Grant Hill's father is uh, Drew Pierce, I think it is, I'm not sure, out of Dallas. I know his dad was uh, a ball player out of Dallas Cowboys. I think his dad was a uh, wide receiver for the Dallas Cowboys, but um, here you have Grant Hill in a very successful marriage. With a black woman, with two beautiful kids, and he's still with us today. And here you have Michael Jordan, who was known throughout the league and the world to cheat on his wife, which was a black woman, and he married somebody outside of his race. So does black really matter? Yeah. <laughs>
5: Good point, man. <laughs>
1: that that it that. <laughs>
6: This is a
5: good topic. going and sit back and listen. I don't want to <laughs> talk anymore. <laughs> don't don't go anywhere. If you don't have to. We're gonna we're we're gonna bring Pianki back in. I see him still out there. Hopefully, he still you know it. a
6: funny thing. He mentioned Tiger Woods used to hang out with Charles Barkley and some others before he ended up getting a divorce. <laughs>
4: <laughs>
6: <laughs> so if, if I'm wrong, let me know. <laughs>
4: <laughs> <Yes>.
6: <laughs> See, that's why I come. But you know, I'm going to tell you this. And I read somebody, you know, one thing that gets me when they talk about, they mention that blacks are talking white. Let me tell you something. And I think I'm older than everybody here. And, and the way we use racism, y'all ain't seen no racism today. Talking white has nothing to do with the pronunciation of words. The proper structure of sentences or the diction that you use. Talking white is when a group of black men and women is sitting around a table and the subject is offshore oil well drilling. The subject is equity, financing, leverage, buyouts, boycotts, and sanctions. That's talking white.
4: So, teacher,
6: you teach your kids that. Do you understand me?
4: Yes, sir, I do. <laughs> oh my goodness. Yes, Leave
6: all <laughs> that other stuff alone. You teach <laughs> them children how to compete against white supremacy. That's the way you defeat it. Uh. Buildings like the ones that fell down in nine eleven, I put those buildings up like that for almost three decades. I can tell you some things. You this you compete against them. Especially you compete against them for the things that you need for your for, to, to sustain yourself. Why is it that you have Aramac and Sadesco controlling the Title I school lunch programs in black school districts? That is absurd. When you leave where you are tonight and you go to put gasoline in your car, in the hood, it ain't black people that's controlling those food marks. That's absurd. Yeah, so when I, I, you teach your children what talking white is, you lay it down to them that way. You know, you can teach Common Core from a black perspective. And I'm telling you, because that's what they know, that's what they can relate to. And it. it's nothing wrong. You know, when blacks as an ethnic group in the United States is better able to hold their own, then they will contribute to the country's overall well-being. That's just the way it's going to happen. We cannot – the lady mentioned something. See, the circle was broken a long time ago, and it's very difficult once that circle is broken to bring things back the way they're supposed to be. There's more in one culture that we have in our ethnic group. There's a culture, the American culture, then you have subcultures. And these children – see, the children today is not like they are because they want to be. It's because previous black generations let them down. Previous black generations didn't leave them with nothing to build off of. Now you got a kid that's supposed to start off with all this pressure on their shoulders. And don't say that they don't want to try. The Little League World Series, Jackie Robinson's Chicago West team, all black teams, that represented this great nation, the United States of America, you had at least two of those black kids that was homeless playing on that team. Didn't have a place to lay their head. But they went out there and played to perfection. I know because I trained baseball players. They played with perfection. The mother of the one kid told him, don't worry. Just go do what you got to do. So to say that these black children don't want to learn is not the truth. They do want to learn. Where have you ever heard a black kid get up in the morning and say, I want to be a failure? They're children. They are just children. If they're 16 and say they're still children. And if the generations, black society don't provide for them, like you see other ethnic groups, society providing for them children, then what do you suspect? If you don't have something tangible for your children to do, then believe me, somebody else will, and it won't be good. And another thing, no ethnic group is going to teach your children how to take power from theirs. Not in America. Because America is about making money and wealth. You don't see Mama Duck taking her ducklings to alligator school because she knows it's very harmful.
1: And you see what he said, Rodney, when he says, not in America. Mm -hmm. That's what we talk about, the Negro versus the nigga. At some point during segregation, crossing that freedom bridge, somebody forgot to bring that very foundation that we were built on. We were built on something greater than what we have now.
3: And I'll say
1: this in no disrespect to anyone, I'll say this in no disrespect to anyone, but one of those niggas forgot to cross that bridge and bring that flag. I'm talking about that Negro flag, I'm talking about the head of the household. I'm talking about that man that sat down at the table with his family and taught his son when he sat at the table said, Let me tell you something, boy. That somebody forgot that very foundation. Somebody forgot to bring it across that
5: bridge. Hey, this is a power show. this is a tough show. <laughs> well I'll say this I I'll say this and I'm pretty sure even. Even even though I'm getting ready to have a birthday in a couple of days, I'm sure I'm the youngest person on this show. But I will say this: we we are not transformers, and we are not reformers. We have become conformers. We go along with whatever the media tells us we should go along with. We go we go along with what 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 people say we should do, what people say we should think. What you know, how how people say we we ought to act. And because of that, the times are only getting worse. And when I say that the children uh, don't want to try, in their hearts and in their minds, and, and, and I can tell you, me personally, I think that kids are the greatest people in the world until they turn 18. But what has happened in our society is that, we have gotten away from the old school. We've gotten away from the things that were working, and we've gone along with all of this foolishness, which has crippled our kids. And I was talking to some teachers today, and, you know, they were they, they were laughing about the fact that, you know, Rodney is very old school. While I may be one of the youngest people, you know, youngest staff members in the school, I'm also very old school. Uh, you know, I'm not I'm not – you know, one of these teachers that is all about technology. No, I, I, I'm still about paper and pencil. And they're like, no. Nah, if you want the kids to learn, you got to use technology. And, and 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 my comment to them was, well, if if that if that comment is so true, tell me why. In the 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 the, the six years I've been teaching, tell me why I've always had some of the highest scores or or, or the recovery rate. With my old screw paper and pencil, and these teachers using all this technology still can't get the kids to pass the test and the and and the the thing is the kids aren't allowed to be free, the kids aren't allowed to be creative, there's no more innovation and see even with paper and pencil, that's what I promote in my classroom and 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 the kids will tell you, I will stop. In the middle of a lesson, I don't care what I'm teaching, and if I feel like we need to have a real-life talk, we're going to have a real-life talk. Because for me, it's not just about you learning math, science, social studies, English, or whatever. It's also about you learning how to be a productive member of this society. It's also about you knowing the truth. Maybe I don't have all the answers, and they know that. But... I can give you some things that are not only going to help you inside of this school building, but if you transfer to a school that looks a little bit different than this one, or if you move to a neighborhood that looks a little bit than this one, or if you find yourself in front of whoever, you'll be able to function no matter where you are, no matter who you're talking to. And I think that is something that is missing. And my school is 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 about 40, 47% Hispanic, white, 20% black, but, you know, for me, it's not a black or or, a white thing. I know what color they are, and the most important thing, though, is I know about them as individual people.
6: Well, you know, I'm going to tell you, you know, my grandson went to, he he attended a high school that's probably 99% black. But they have a ninety eight about ninety eight percent of them go on to college, and uh he came coming up through grade school it was the same way, and he had opportunity to have a scholarship to go to to, to Saint Louis youth for baseball but I wouldn't let him go because of the racial makeup of school. I didn't want to be put under that type of experience at that young of an age, but I've witnessed right in the nineties I used to go around the country and sit in classrooms of all-black schools and videotape the excellence that was going on in those schools, whether well, it was the Marcus Garvey in South Central L.A. where you had children that, that the seventh grade would take their GED, take their college entrance exam and carry 13, 19 units at the age of 13 in high school. At sixth grade, doing advanced calculus. So... The thing about schools being all black, there's nothing wrong with that. If that's the way it is, they can perform, and I have seen them perform. You know, I often wonder why come that, why come public schools or schools that's having difficulties, why come they don't mimic the things that these successful schools are doing instead of taking on all these strange, different, this program and that program? (laughs) What's wrong with it? I mean, you know what I'm talking about. And I know schools where, I've seen schools, Rodney, where they had to have a washing machine and dryer because the children don't have that at home. But the kids come on and they change clothes, they the clothes are washing, but they learn. I mean, it's not their fault. They was born into this. I'm sorry. People have said we didn't have nothing to do with it. But in order for it to be changed, to become more humane, more moral, we have to learn to play the game and control some of it.
1: Exactly. And it goes back to the lobbying that I spoke of earlier, sir. Like, I mean, when you talk about when, when you say all these different programs in the schools and all that stuff, when, when a lot of these bills are passed in and, and, and all these inner cities and all that stuff, there's bills that are here underneath the bills that are actually the bill. We don't We don't know, we don't have a clue And in a black community we really don't care about that You know, just like you said We have to get back to, We have to get to playing their game We have to beat them at their own game And who's responsible for those kids not being educated? It's black people
6: you're right. It's Absolutely. It's 100% black folks the problem. That's not the the kids' problem. It's not white. Whites are not going to give you the necessary things that you have to have so your children can compete against them. They ain't crazy. Asians <laughs> are not going to sell you wholesale the prices. They are not going to give you wholesale family prices so you can compete yeah. against their cousins' retail. <laughs> they are not crazy.
1: You're not going to get those wholesale goods. You're not going to get that. I totally
6: get that, man. I love this. What's your name, uh, sir? I'm sorry. What's your name, sir? My name is Pianchi. Yes. P-on-key. That's what's on my
5: birth I'm gonna say this, and then I'm gonna. Uh, I have two questions
6: um,
5: as we uh, as we get down to the last 20 minutes of this show. Um, I have two questions, but I'm gonna say this first, and that is. Uh, uh,
6: you cannot
5: defeat an enemy that you are supporting.
6: You can't do it. No, you can't. <laughs> long, Every time as you as knock him ago. down, you're the one picking him up.
5: Yeah, <laughs> as long as... I'm sorry, somebody was jumping in.
1: No, 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 I was laughing. Cause you're absolutely uh,
5: right. as, as long as as long as we allow ourselves to be ignorant, as long as we don't educate ourselves as long as we keep thinking that we have to to have a certain status. we have to drive a certain car, we have to live in a certain neighborhood you know we have to live in a project, but drive a sixty thousand dollar car We have to walk around with you know a thousand dollars worth of clothing, shoes, and jewelry on our body, if not more. We have to walk a certain way. We have to have swag. We got to make twerk videos and all this other stuff. As long as we feel like we have to maintain that, we are doing nothing but supporting the enemy that we claim we want to defeat. We get, we can get on 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 TV. We can get on the radio. We can, you know, talk, talk in the break room on the job about how it's wrong that these white police officers are killing these young black boys. But guess what? It's not just white police officers that are killing young black boys. And I think somebody uh, said something similar to that earlier. It's not just the physical uh, violence that's taken out uh, our young black males. We, we we have a strong identity crisis going on, especially amongst our black people. We feel like, you know, especially the young people, if if I'm not you know, like Jay Z, you know, if I'm not like Two Chains, if I'm not like Nicki Minaj, if I'm not like Beyonce, then something is wrong with me just because we don't know who we are. Here's here's my first question though. When 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 we when we look at religion and we and we know that that's you know that that's one of those things that, that that's up there that, that that can go on forever. But when we think about religion Religion is something that, that that, as black people, we feel like we have to have these long-winded services. We feel like we have to, you know, pass the bucket so many times. We feel like we have to be jumping up and down, running around the church. You know, if you've been to black churches and if you've been to, you know, predominantly white churches, you know, you look at... Uh, maybe even different than nations. Why is it that that blacks are so different when it comes to church and when it comes to religion than other races? And, and well, I just would like Tammy to, 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 to answer that first, and, and then I want to get you guys
0: together. Before she uh, goes, let
6: me answer that, for if you don't mind, if this is there. okay with you. Right. Let me yeah. answer that. The reason why is because black people are different. And if you want to know where they come from, Take a trip to South Carolina to the gula Geechee community. Those are the direct descendants of the Africans that came from Sierra Leone in that part. Go down there and watch how they have their services, how they do the stump dance, how they do the hambone. That's where it comes from. It's nothing wrong. I mean, that's their particular way of doing things. And they have something to offer. It's nothing wrong with that. Whites do what they do. And if you really think there's something, there's other ethnic groups that do some things that's kind of, you know, weird too in the way they go about having their service. So, blacks do things the way they do them. The Baptist Church in the South, compared to uh, Richard Allen's uh, AME there in Philadelphia, they. Have a different culture and within that culture it, it defines their traditions their language their, their foods their celebrations, whether it's uh holidays or whether it's the way they go to church i mean that's something that's peculiar to, particular to them and there's nothing wrong with that okay this, um, is, this I, is this is tammy i'm on a,
3: i'm going a campaign for just a minute i um, i don't i
4: don't
3: necessarily i, I hear what you're saying. However, it's, it's one thing to have the culture, um, the things that you do, but how, is it effective? Is what you're doing, because when I think about church, the whole purpose of church to me is God. And if you can go and who and holler, if that's, what, if that's what you choose to do, and you still get some God out of it, if you're still changing, if you're growing, it's a relationship. But what I'm seeing happening in, in our culture is in most cases, we are we are so emotional about everything in the sense that we respond of our emotions. We want to be seen. That's why you get into the buying of things that we just, I'm not saying everybody, but you see people with four or $500 purses, three, four kids, like Rodney said, but your child is on and reduce lunch. You, when time to go to a school program, you come in with the purse, nails, hair, toes to match, but the child can't go on the trip because you don't have the fun. Regardless. So what I'm saying is I see more of this in my world, and, I, and I've been in the school system as one as has in Florida, North Carolina, and Georgia. And it, it has not changed. It, the area did not change. So... When you talk about all this stuff, we we just love stuff. Why? Because if I can fix myself on the outside, then you're going to think that I'm okay. That I look like the world that I feel like is not available to me. Let me just look like it. Regardless of how I am inside, regardless of how messed up my child's head is, his life is, now I am keep going out wearing the same shoes. Sometimes now the the son wants the same purse and shoes to wear and we're okay with that as well. Well everything is okay now. Even in our culture. When it used to be not in this house, you will not. I don't care what they're doing out here. That's what it used to be. There's a sense of pride, of direction. Regardless of what dad did, regardless of his job, regardless of what mother did, I think about Ben Carson. Look who talks about There are are people uplifting Ben Ben Carson all over, wanting him to run for president. What do we say about Ben Carson? He's a sellout. He's a sellout. This man came home, single-parent home, mother with a third-grade education, but somewhere along the way she said, but not my child. You will not make excuses. You will turn this TV off. You will pick up a book. Even though I cannot help you read, you are going to learn to read. Look where his life went. But see, there's no separation now between mother and children. There's no separation between adults and child. Everybody walks the same, looks the same, and will do the same. We let our children do just what we do. So, again, there has to be some boundaries, there has to be some rules, there has to be some standards that you you are a child. and you your, My expectation of you is this, regardless of how far I went you are going to go here. If you're going to come out of this house, you're going to go here. That's what Ben Sarton's mother did. She instilled something in him. And these kids want that. So parents are too busy trying to get that for themselves. Still, That's self-gratification. Until they want to go to church, looking like they're going to the club, number one, they want to shout. So, yes, you see my clothes. They want to drive up in the most fancy car. So, yes, you see my car. They want to give. So, the pastor can think so highly of you. So what is what what is your spirit saying? What is your life saying? What's on your tree? What can I pick from your tree to help me see the glory of God? That's what it amounts to. Because without yeah. that, without him, we have nothing. And look at ourselves, we have nothing. Our kids are walking zombies. They will kill you inch I, and drop over dime.
1: That, that, that that's that's a great point. I just wanted to clear, clarify something before I actually make a comment. You, Ron, you did mention something about how we worship, correct? Yes. Yeah. You,
5: you did say that. Yeah, I did. Do, I, I do bring that up.
1: Yeah, um, and, and I'll actually tag along with uh, what the good brother said out of uh, out of Missouri. When you think about how the way we worship, um, you think about you know he, he brought up the times of, in, in South Carolina and the diff- different worship and all that stuff. Um, you think about, you know, think, of, think about the ancient times and, and how these archaeologists are unearthing stuff, uh, writings on, on stone, how they worshipped and, and the stuff that they did, uh, they were dancing. It goes back to the Bible. It goes all the way back to that, to where that's a part of the, their heritage. That's a part of what they do. And as far as with, uh, what, what Tammy was saying, about how we actually praise material things and all that stuff. It also goes back to the ancient times and, and biblical times. Um these folks were buried with gold chains and all of this stuff. I mean it's 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 documented. They have the artifacts to to, to prove it. They would they were buried with all these gold chains, so it's a generational thing there. You know And, and you, I, you
6: know what else, uh, uh Tammy? You have to learn to discern politics. The reason why come they went out to Ben Carson. Now Ben Carson was talking about Romney. Nobody would say a word. Ben Carson is a a pronounced Republican, just like Barkley is. So the opportunity is there. The political opportunity is there. That's the only reason why come they calling him a sellout. How in the hell would somebody call somebody as achievable as him, a sellout, and be in their right mind? The only reason they call him a sellout because he's a professed Republican and he goes out to Obama. Believe me.
3: That's my, that's, that's my point. That, I mean, that's one of my points. Is regardless, in spite of where he came from and what he did, in spite, people don't look at that. But that's the whole point is, are you black enough? But because he's not, he chooses not to settle for poverty, for being, like Rodney says in his book, having three baby mamas, he made choices to direct him away from that life. So now in in our world people sell out. But do you guys see
2: what's
1: going on here? Do you guys see do you guys see do you guys see what's going on here? When we talk about, is he a sellout? Does he have three baby mamas and all of this other stuff? Someone actually planted that seed. Right. That that causes division. So for the folks that don't have, you know, for the folks that are not like-minded, like myself, like the good brother from St. Louis and, and yourself, Tammy, and, and Rodney and, and the brother QDAP dep is on, that calls to divide. So at somewhere, somewhere down that heritage, somewhere down that line, someone planted that seed, are we black enough? Someone had to plant that seed. So who's to say, you know, in, in today's society, it's not ethical to, you know, you run for office and you have a pass. Or, you know, if you, you've had uh, different baby mothers, how dare you run for presidency? Well, that's some bullshit because everybody has a pass.
6: And not only that, I tell you what, nobody on this line here will teach in a Jewish school neither because we're not Jewish
2: enough. <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs>
4: I'm gonna exactly. school that's
1: Exactly.
4: <laughs>
6: go go try to get a job on a Tel Aviv university and see what happens. Oh, we don't need exactly. nobody right now. <laughs> try to teach Jewish history and you a black man. Exactly. And because for one thing it it just it, it just don't jive. How can you teach Jewish history, then know the history yourself? It just something's just wrong with that.
1: <laughs> yeah, exactly, and, and when, when folks, and, and when our folks, when, when, when the black community realizes that we're looked upon as liquid money, that's exactly what we're looked upon as liquid money. We will put that money in, and we won't even worry about a return. We will throw that money in. And it's, I find it kind of um, kind of ironic that Chase Chase Bank, who was actually, um, had came under scrutiny uh, a few years ago about the slave trade and all that stuff. They they would have a debit card, a prepaid card called Liquid Chase. Isn't that ironic?
6: I mean, we mm. don't know what they're saying, do they?
1: Mm. I'm just saying.
4: Man,
1: I to, it, you
5: it, guys, been, Go ahead, Rodney. I'm sorry. You, you guys are hitting it hard tonight, man. man, man. <laughs> I, I, I don't know how many times I'm going to listen to this show, but I but I, gotta, I have to go back and play it a couple of times. You, you guys are, are hitting it hard tonight. You have, so, it hard tonight. Man, I'm sorry.
6: When somebody say not black enough, you have to understand, who. matter of fact, who's saying it? And where are they coming from? Because if I say it, see, black means different to me than just the adjective to a person, ethnicity or color. Well, color has a lot to do with it. But black means experience. Just like I said, the Jews would ask the same thing. Is he Jewish enough? they would ask the very same thing. A Native American would ask the same thing. When I talked to Dennis Banks, he said, one thing we did not do is let them teach our children. So everybody is very peculiar with who it is that they that they trust with something that's very precious to them. That's, that, that,
5: that's deep, because people are people are, are, are cautious when you when when you start to deal with, you know, uh those that are close to them. What I'm gonna do since we have about three minutes left, uh, is just to give everybody a chance to to make some closer remarks. This is this has been another uh powerful show and so we wanna uh thank Trent and thank uh Pianca for being on with us and we wanna give you guys a chance to to make some final remarks and and, uh, give out any information about any projects that you're doing, uh, any books, any shows, um, anything that you have going on, any contact information, uh, whatever it is that you would like to share. Uh, Piaki, we'll start with you, then we'll go to Trent, and then uh, Sammy and I will go ahead and and close it out. Go ahead, uh, gentlemen.
6: Well, I appreciate the opportunity to be able to contribute to this show. I hope that the I was able to share you know, everyone's it's like a it's like the spokes on a, the wheel of a bicycle coming to the axle of the center. You know, we all come from different directions, we've had different experiences, different opportunities that others wouldn't afford it to. And that's what we're supposed to do. We're supposed to throw those experiences and opportunities on the table and share. Where people can take bits and pieces in order to make what it is that they're trying to do better, help to make their understanding a lot better. And I hope that I was able to do that tonight.
5: You most certainly have, man, and we definitely um, appreciate you being on and hope that you come back and join us soon. Thank you. Yes, sir. Uh, Trent, go ahead.
6: Yeah, uh, that's that's good
1: stuff right there from the good brother from St. Louis. And I actually learned uh, learned a lot from the elder there. And I'll take it with me. Um, they can actually find me um on the Conversation Organized Action tour.
2: Uh our
1: first stop is Memphis, which is hosted by uh Miss Butterfly herself, uh Tammy Cater, uh over in Memphis. Um I don't have the date right in front of me and I don't have the, the venue. But we'll be there um it's in December. I just don't remember the date. We'll be there in December. Um I'll be in Atlanta. I'm sorry, go ahead, Tammy. December 13th,
3: Saturday, December
1: 13th. There it is, December 13th. So we'll be there in Memphis, Uh, Anthony and I will be kicking off the Organized Action Tour, Um, and actually it's the second year that we're doing. this the Conversation Organized Action Tour, and I look forward to seeing everybody out on the road, and I look forward to continuing uh, to network with powerful brothers like yourself, uh, uh, Rodney, and along with a good brother in St. Louis, I learned a lot tonight. So I actually was actually writing some things down myself here. It's always good to hear an elder on put um, things in perspective. And it's real good. You never too old to learn. So this is some good stuff.
5: Most definitely, man. Uh, Taylor, you want to go or you want me to go?
3: Um. I just wanna get back to and I and I think Train, I think you said this at the beginning, uh, regardless of what color we are, are we human enough? Are we serving God or have we gotten or can we get back to the basics? Because if we look at society people everything everybody is, is crossing over, you you have you can hardly tell the difference in color by the way people act. So when I say that, everybody is Making, doing some of the same crimes Making some of the same choices, decisions Um, And to me that just speaks That we're getting so far away From God We're getting so far away And I would just ask everybody Even if you've read it before Read Romans 1 Tonight, tomorrow, this week Read Romans 1 Read a couple of different versions Of Romans chapter 1 It's not very long But it speaks, to me it speaks volumes about where we are today, not just as black people, white people, but whatever, it speaks volume to where we are today.
4: Romans one.
3: So I just say, regardless of what color you are, get some God in your life. That is there's gonna come a day when in the word it says it seek seek him while well, he can be found, because there's gonna come a day where your looking is over and all that's before you is your list. You and God. What does what will he say? So nothing else matters, not your color, because it's not gonna matter at that hour. It's not going to matter. That's it for me, Rodney.
5: I'm gonna I'm gonna close out uh first by by giving uh some information. Number one, um uh, again the title of my of my first book is called Tired of Being Black. Um, the book does offer a fresh Perspective on the negative Stereotypes and struggles of the black race What I would encourage All of our listeners to do is Not to judge the book By title but to actually open up The book and read it um, It's okay if we disagree Or if we see things uh, from a Different perspective but You'll never know that unless you actually Open the book and, and Some of the things that I have heard is that uh, the book is very thought provoking and even um if you bring different experiences uh one thing that we can all agree on is that uh reform and change are, are definitely needed and necessary in our society today. Um and you can get you can purchase uh Child of Being Black from any uh book retailer um and I'd be more than happy to, to discuss the content of the book with, with anyone who reads the book. Uh, but I think that uh, to all of our listeners, I, I think that you would be uh, at least intrigued by by what's in the book. So I would encourage you uh, to read it. It definitely goes along with uh, the comments that Charles Barkley has made. It, it definitely goes along with a lot of the things that were said tonight. And I'm going to end with this. Rob Parker, I've mentioned him a couple of times on this broadcast. He was the the ESPN uh, analyst that uh, earned some consequences because of some things about some things that he said about RG three. And I'm going to read briefly what he said, um, and 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 it goes like this: Is he a brother, or is he a cornball brother? Parker wondered. He's not real. Okay, he's black. He kind of does the thing. We all know he has a white fiance. There was all this talk about how he's a Republican. But he's not really down with the cause. My question is what cause is this man referring to? What cause is RG3 not down with because. He has a white fiancé What cause is he not down with Because he's a Republican What cause is he not down with Because he may Talk differently Than other black people Does it make you any less Black Because you don't sag your pants Because you don't use the n-word Because you have An education Because you know how to read Does it make you any less black If you are a man who takes care of your children, regardless of whether or not you're with the mother still to this day, I think what we all need to do is take a step back and examine ourselves, reflect on our own lives, reflect on our own principles, reflect on the way that we do things. And if we do that, we'll see that regardless of where we are in our lives, we can all improve and we can all change for our well-being and for somebody else's, especially a child, because there's one out there somewhere who's watching you. Again, thank you all for tuning in to the Butterfly Evolution Show. It has been another great show. We will see you back here uh, live next Monday, 9 p.m. Eastern, 8 o'clock Central Time. Good night to everyone, and have a great week.